Jalen Hurts told Nick Sirianni uh, very early on when he got here, he wanted to be coached hard, and he got coached hard because that was a that was a bad mistake, and and that's something that shouldn't happen. And he heard about it, and you know Jalen's big at. Uh, as he always says, uh, flushing things. Don't look at it, just flush it. And he flushed it. And he was great, by the way. He had one of his best games. So he uh, rebounded from probably his worst game, uh, certainly this year uh, as a starter uh, against the New York Giants and had one of his best games. And that's, that's positive. Welcome back to live post game show. Mark Farzetta, Derek Gunn, Devin Caney. I'm sure we'll be back with us in a little bit. A little we lost her again. We lost her again. She's running scared from that John McMullen fella, I tell you. Oh, uh, John McMullen joins us from Lincoln Financial Field, presented by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer called Mesa and Associates. Johnny back. They did it. They beat the Washington football team two days after they were supposed to forfeit anyway. But the Eagles still very much in the playoff hunt. What was Nick Sirianni saying post game? Well, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, Nick was pretty happy overall considering uh, the offensive particularly dominance over 500 yards. I mean, there's so much positive from an offensive standpoint. Miles Sanders, new career high in rushing. Dallas Goddard, uh, new career high in receiving for the second straight game, by the way. Uh, they're over 200 rushing yards again. There hasn't been a, a football team that has run the football like the Eagles in since the 85 Bears. That's how far back you got to go. I think they're at seven straight games with over 175 yards uh, running the football. And this week it's no Landon Dickerson and it's Sue Opeta. I got to tell you guys, I am amazed at Jeff Stoutland's ability to get these guys ready to play yep. at such a level. You go back last night. And you're watching Chicago and Minnesota. Minnesota's got a first-round pick at center. They got a second-round pick at left guard. They can't block Akeem Hicks to save their life. The Eagles are down to their fifth and sixth guards, and they're running for 237 yards or whatever it was. It's it's amazing. It, it really is. And then, you know, they were sloppy at the beginning of the game, but there was never any sense that that Washington could win this football game, and uh, they were just too up against it from an attrition standpoint. And I know the fans were upset early and they were booing, but uh, once the Eagles started to get it going, Washington just didn't have any bullets with with Garrett Gilbert playing quarterback. Hey, hey, John, what were you? What was going through your mind early on when the Eagles are playing a game of foul-ups, bleeps, and blunders? <laughs> well, obviously, when you see uh, the, the first turnover, which goes off Dallas Goddard's heel, number one, I mean, Dallas is usually going to catch that football, and then it goes off his heel, and it's an interception. They actually got a bit of a break because it should have been a pick mm-hmm. six, yep. uh, and the officials missed it on field. Uh, no surprise there, by the way, but that's another story. Um, it, it, you know, you started maybe saying, oh, is this going to be one of those crazy games? 
And then you had Jalen Hurts with the fumble. Nick Sirianni was really, really upset with that. That was really poor ball security. So, you know, maybe that was just Rust. Uh, Jalen hasn't played in 23 days. The Eagles mm-hmm. haven't played in 16 days. So maybe you can chalk it up to just that Rust. Uh, and, and they settled things down from there. I, I think when they held Washington to a field goal, and it was 10 nothing instead of 14 nothing. I think then you got the sense, all right, they'll settle down and, and they'll be able to get back in the game. And then when they tied the game, when they took the lead at the beginning of the third quarter, I mean, Washington was just not equipped to play from behind, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, I, I, you could notice during the broadcast that Nick Sirianni was in Jalen Hurts' ear after that fumble. What did, was Nick Sirianni asked about that after the game, that conversation he had with Hurts? And if so, what did he say? Yeah, he was, and and he said, and 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 Jalen just said the same thing. Uh, Jalen uh, asked him. Jalen, uh, Jalen's dad is a, is a football coach, and obviously uh, Nick Sirianni grew up in a, a football coaching family, uh, and and they both believe in being coached hard, so to speak. And Jalen Hurts told Nick Sirianni uh, very early on when he got here, he wanted to be coached hard, and he got coached hard because. That was a that was a bad mistake, and and that's something that shouldn't happen. And he heard about it, and you know Jalen's big at, uh, as he always says, uh, flushing things. Don't look at it, just flush it. And he flushed it, and he was great, by the way. He had one of his best games. So he uh, rebounded from probably his worst game, uh, certainly this year uh, as a starter. Uh, against the New York Giants and had one of his best games, and that's that's positive. But I, I think the best part of Jalen Hurts today was the fact that he was healthy. He looked healthy. He ran the football. Uh, he sneaked it in twice. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns. This is obviously an Eagles record. Um, I think it was 38 yards overall. They scaled back a little bit with him in the running game, but it was pretty clear they didn't have to. They could have. Uh, they could have took the reins off, so to speak. So the fact that he looked healthy uh, from the ankle injury, I think, is even more important than the numbers, which were which were very good. Hey, John, um, is it concerning to you that at this stage of the season, that this one topic that we continuously talk about is the Eagles' lack of a pass rush? especially when you have a guy just walking in off a street last Friday. Um, they let him get comfortable in that first half. They really didn't start applying a lot of pressure on him until third, fourth quarter. Is that concerning to you in terms of how they, they continuously attack or don't attack quarterbacks? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, I hate when I see a three-man rush in any NFL game, but you see more and more defensive coordinators do that at times, especially – with younger quarterbacks who maybe can't read coverage as well uh, as some veteran uh, 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 quarterbacks. If you're in the NFL, you you can throw the football and you can find short windows if you have the time to set your feet. So I, and just from a a personal standpoint, I am never a fan of, of the three man rush. Um, in, In the case of, of, of today, 
Uh, the Eagles are weird. They're very weird uh, pass rushing team because they're in, as you mentioned, D Gun. They're in the really the bottom five of the league in sacks, right, right. but they're in the top five in a league in pressures. You never see that. I I can't think of that ever happening before. They don't have finishers. I I mean I think finish uh, right. finishing on the pass rush is a, is a trait. I think there are guys who finish and guys who can get close and don't finish. They got a bunch of guys who get close and and don't necessarily finish. Now, sometimes that can turn into interceptions, tip balls, good good things happening. But a sack is never bad. They don't get a lot of sacks. Uh, and hi to Devin. I see her popping up. But uh, <laughs> if... if if you look at their pass rush as a whole, they had I think they had one sack at, at Lincoln Financial Field coming into this game all That's season. That's crazy. That's crazy. One sack in five games. They doubled it. They got two. They got one late uh, with Hargrave. So, I, I you know, I don't think they have finishers. So, they get pressures, and I guess you got to look at the bright side. Mm-hmm. Did you see anything from Gannon that's all maybe a little bit more aggression? I mean, I didn't notice it. I'm asking you if you noticed anything Gannon really dialed up. I saw the one blitz late in the game, fourth quarter. They converted later on the third down. But other than that, it seemed like they were just relying on that front four. No, yeah, I, I think it was just relying on the front four. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, Garrett Gilbert has been in this league for a long time. I think yeah. I looked it up today. He's, had 29 different transactions during his career. He's been all over this league. Um, you know, he's got some limitations. So I, I, I don't think they were scared of him. Um, I think they went in with the philosophy of, you know, we're going to wear this team down with significant attrition. And to their credit, it, it, it they were a little bit rusty early, and, and then they wore him down. I mean, it, it – the the final score does not in is not indicative of the dominance of this game. It really isn't. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, if Dallas Goddard catches that first pass, who knows how far he goes because he had he had some space. Uh, if Jalen Hurts doesn't have that terrible fumble, who knows? They might go in and score seven. You know, five hundred nineteen total yards to two thirty seven. That's that's good. And if you give up 237 yards in this league, that's good. So, I, you know, I don't know what people want, but they did what they were supposed to do. Hey, were you surprised um, to see uh, – I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Deb. I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to, you know, say hi. Thanks for uh, letting me drop drop in in the middle of this interview once again. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold my question, though, Deegan, if you want to go first. I don't no, know no, what no. you I was struggling, no. had some technical No, I, I just wanted to say, were you surprised um, uh, that Darius Slay was in the backfield in, in a motion situation? But as I share with uh, Devin and, and, and Mark, you know, this is a time of year when especially teams making a playoff push, they're going to go deep into their bag of tricks, and, and we're going to see some things from every team offensively and defensively that uh, has not been studied up to this point um, as, as teams try to gain that, that little edge uh, to get them over the top. Yeah, I, I actually asked Nick about that a- after the game because I, 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 you know, he had extra time as well, and I know what he does 
uh, when he has extra time and him and the coaches, he always tells us they watch other games. And I knew, for instance, when they tried to draw off uh, uh, Washington with that two point conversion, they were trying to get a yard closer uh, by drawing them off sides. They saw that in the Baltimore game. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Nick confirmed it uh, a- after the game. And the slight thing as well, he had extra time, so he's thinking about these things in his mind. He always says, we're football guys. That's what we do. We watch football. And if they see something somewhere else, and that slight thing worked beautifully uh, as a decoy, and uh, they got a ton of space on that particular play because Washington was like, what the heck is this? We got we to gotta pay attention. So it did work, and it, it worked pretty well. And, yeah, you give Nick a little bit of extra time, and he's probably going to draw up some things you haven't seen before. Um, You know, and this week it's, you know, you got the New York Giants in a couple days, and it's going to be probably the exact opposite. It's going to be like we're going to rely on what we do. We don't have time to prepare. And that's sort of where you are, unfortunately, because of what happened this week, not just here but in other places in the NFL. But – you know, for people complaining about moving back in Tuesday, I get it from a logistics standpoint. But man, you're in the playoff race and you got two big breaks in the fact that Washington was down 16 players. I think it was 15 at the end um, and both quarterbacks. And now you get the New York Giants and Jake Fromm is probably going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. I feel like the Eagles always find a way to lose. I'm sure you guys covered this, but uh, or not lose, but make us nervous, I should say. Uh, the first quarter of this game had me very, very nervous. But I want to ask you about Miles Sanders because he had quite a game. I want to get your thoughts on that and then also your thoughts on our other running backs. You know, Jordan Howard was back this game. Did we see enough of him as well as uh, Kenny Gainwell? Yeah, well, you know, the the running attack, I was talking earlier, that it's just amazing. It really is. I, I mean, they were at uh, 238 was the final total rushing yards. They're, they've been over 175 for seven straight games. First team since the 85 Bears uh, to do that. And Landa Dickerson is out, and it's Suo Peta. <laughs> Forget about I mean, we don't even talk about Brandon Brooks anymore, to, except yeah. to say Nick won't give us an update on him. Isaac Samalo's been out. Um, uh, Jack Driscoll's out for the year now. Landon Dickerson's on the COVID list. They're down to their fifth and sixth offensive guards, and they run for 238 yards. And there's 20 other teams in this league that can't find five competent offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Stoutland has got six guards. It's stinking amazing. And it's the strength of this team by far. Um you know, other people contribute. Miles, as you mentioned, is a tremendously explosive back, and uh, he's getting back into the feel of things. He set his career high in rushing yards. Jordan Howard is uniquely tailored for this team because he hits the hole, goes north and south, and the hole's always there. And I don't know if you saw that one big run with Jason Kelsey down the field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who looked, oh, yeah. Who looked faster. Oh, yeah. Than, then Miles Sanders it was upset at Miles because he didn't read the block well. But, I mean, Jason is 
He's got a foot injury. He's got an ankle injury. Yep. He's got a knee injury. And he's somehow running past running backs and linebackers to get down the field. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Um, if this team, you know, I, I said it over the weekend. I actually said it when Detroit beat Arizona. Because you're like, that's the worst team in football with the worst record. Maybe not the worst team, but at the time, the worst record beating the team at the time had the best record. If there's ever, and they didn't beat them, they routed them. If there's ever a year you want to just get in the playoffs and roll the dice and see what happens, this is the year because I don't think there's mm -hmm. any great teams. And if the Eagles can get in here and with that offensive line, you know, if they run for 238 on the right Sunday against the right team, mm. they can beat anybody. Mm. I'm curious, was, did Miles Sanders say anything about that long run where he was behind Jason Kelsey and what he saw? Yeah, he said he said he, Kelsey was waving at him because he, he read the block wrong uh, and he probably should have <laughs> went farther. Uh, but it's amazing because Miles is pretty quick. Oh, yeah. And somehow Jason Kelsey got it got in front of him, uh, which is pretty amazing at, at, you know, Jason's small for an offensive lineman, but he's not small. And his ability to get down the field is, is pretty amazing. Uh, John, are we making the playoffs? Are we going to watch this Eagles team in the playoffs? Well, you know, there's three teams at 7-7. Seven and seven, And, you know, right now Minnesota is the seventh seed, uh, but they have to play – the Rams next week mm -hmm. and the Packers the week after mm -hmm. that. At Lambeau. At Lambeau. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the Vikings are going to lose a couple games. New Orleans is a bit of a concern because they have three winnable games. But I got to be honest, and, you know, people can talk about them upsetting Tampa Bay, and that's a great win. And the defense played great, but they still only scored nine points. I, I find mm -hmm. it very hard to believe Taysom Hill is going to win four straight games in this league as a starting quarterback, no matter what the schedule says. And I think it's Miami, Carolina, and Atlanta for them. And then you have the Eagles. And the Eagles have the easiest schedule. And they should beat the Washington football team again when they go down there. I just mentioned Jake Fromm again. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. There's your gift. Um, and then you have the Dallas Cowboys in week 18. Now, the problem there is Arizona losing. Um, Dallas could have still a chance to be the number one seed. And if they have to play in week 18, that, that complicates things. What you want is Dak Prescott to take the day off and a bunch of starters to take the day off because Dallas is fixed into whatever seed they're going to be. And if that's the case, I would lean towards the Eagles making the playoffs. Hmm. If they have to win that game to make the playoffs and Dallas is playing, I, don't, I, I wouldn't like their chances. There you go. Uh, when it comes to not just the playoff race here, with, with all things considered, but just in terms of what we have found in Jalen Hurts, especially in this game, and we talked a lot about Gardner Minshew uh, against the Jets, how good he looked, the offense was clicking again, and then Jalen Hurts struggled in the early goings of this game, some of it not his own fault, Dallas Goddard's drops, for instance. 
Uh, but Jalen Hurts kind of threw this game. We were talking about it earlier in the show. Kind of showed off his poise. What did you make of Jalen Hurts' poise as this game went on, John? Yeah, well, he's always got poise. I mean, even when he does things wrong, he, he tends to be very even-keeled. We talk about that a lot. You saw when he's got Nick Sirianni screaming at him, he's even-keeled. He's just, you know, he's he, he's got the lowest pulse rate I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> he just, mm. you know, we always talk about guys not getting too high, getting too low. You see, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, throwing, you know, Microsoft surfaces on the sideline. You just don't see that from, from Jalen. He's so uh, just steady. Uh, he's a flat line. Um, and that's that's good when you're in uh, volatile situations. Um, so none of that kind of stuff worries me about Jalen Hurts. Um he made a couple poor decisions early in the game. Um, when he went to Devontae Smith in the end zone, uh, Devontae was double covered. He probably had Kenny Gainwell look like, certainly from here, uh, underneath. Um, he, he threw in the double coverage to Dallas Goddard, and Dallas made the catch um, down the field, which was a great catch by Dallas. That was probably not probably the best decision, but it worked out. Um so, you know, he's still a young quarterback. He's still learning. Still some uh, decisions you'd like to have back. But you see improvement pretty much every week, and that's what you want to see. I, I know everybody wants this team to make the playoffs, and understandably so. Um, but as I said earlier, John, no, no matter what happens from this point on, um, we, we have an Eagles team that's still relevant um, in the final stages of the season. And we've seen growth in some players this team needed to see growth in. There's still some players who need, who still need to make uh, some leaps uh, in terms of being a better quality player at this level. But I think at this stage, considering what we thought of this team back in September, October, um, it, it's, it's refreshing to have a team that we're still talking about being right there in that horse race, horse race to the finish line. Yeah, that's all you want this time of year is you want meaningful football. And it's pretty evident the Eagles are going to be playing meaningful football uh, to the end of the season. I don't know if a lot of people thought that uh, coming into this. And, you know, they're also improving. And, you know, part of it is uh, the harder part of their schedule was early, and, and they are just playing easier teams. But you do see the improvement and, and them taking advantage of these situations. We've seen this over the past two nights, and obviously I didn't get to see Los Angeles and Seattle today, but I, do, I did see both games yesterday. And, you know, Cleveland was in it to the very end, and Las Vegas had – to make a field goal uh, to win the game. And they didn't take advantage of the situation. Um, Minnesota really, really struggled with Chicago, which was COVID-stricken and had their whole secondary missing and a bunch of other players. And they both teams were able to win the games. The Eagles, okay, they had a little bit of an issue early, but – they just dominated this team and and that's a positive because that's what they should have done and when you get these breaks 
and they got a break, you got to take advantage of it. That's right. Uh, John, we had a little debate earlier in the show. Maybe you could settle it for us. What was Dallas Goddard dressed as after the game? Uh, Buddy the Elf. That's what uh, I thought. An elf. An elf. Yeah. Hey, elf, leprechaun, Not all leprechaun. the same okay. family. They all, look, they all look alike to me. Wrong I'm elf, know leprechaun. <laughs> I There's a follow-up question. I was having technical difficulties, I think, when you guys were discussing that. But I want to know, do you think he would wear that had they lost? I feel like it wouldn't have the same flair. <laughs> it wouldn't have hit as hard had they lost. It just wouldn't have worked. Well, so. I, I, I don't think he would have worn it if they lost to this particular team. But he insisted <laughs> he ordered it. He got it today. He was going to wear it. It's his favorite Christmas movie. He didn't get a Bonte Maddox, though, an elf costume. So he had to apologize for that. Uh, Avante's his roommate, for people who don't know. But, um, yeah, he loves the movie. He got it. He wanted to wear it. He wore it. And he set a career career receiving yard as high for him. So, and, and, and Dallas is probably a microcosm of this game because it started so bad for him. Right. And with, the, with the ball coming off his heel. And he completely dominated from there. He was just, they couldn't do anything with Dallas Goddard. Uh, John McMullen, great talking to you as per usual. Look forward to talking to you uh, again on Sunday, hopefully after the Eagles take care of the Jake from New York football Giants. So we look forward to that. Uh, John McMullen, thank you so much, brother. Hey, thank you. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. I just wanted to ask also, John, I wanted to ask him about, uh, you know, the guy named McMullen. He might know whether or not leprechauns and elves are the same thing. I'm going to go ahead and say they are not. I'm not going to put them in the same thing. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be very kind and, and, and politically correct. They all look the same to me. I don't care if it's an elf. Oh, man. No, all look the same come to me, on! Man. Now we're hey, gonna get elves hitting us up here in the chat, and leprechauns hitting us up in the chat, saying we are different people. If an elf responds, if a true elf would respond, I'm dropping the headphones and walking off. Well, well, I don't believe not gonna in respond elf. now. They're a don't believe busy. in leprechauns. They're yeah. making the toys. They're in crunch time now. Not hey, it's too anything. late. Toys should have been made already by now. <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody, John McMullen was brought to us by none other than the great people of Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer? Call Mesa and Associates. Uh, more live post-game show when we return.